Tank, why do you love learning new languages so much? I like connecting with people in their own language. I like the way someone's face lights up when I say something in their native language. But mainly, I like how it helps shift my worldview. We've talked about this before. Agua, water, it's the same thing. But isn't it really hard to learn new languages as an adult? It can be, unless you immerse yourself in it, which is why I love Rosetta Stone. I actually just bought, this is not a lie, the Lifetime Membership. No. Yeah. I used our code. I don't know if that's allowed. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) There's this thing called True Accent built in that helps you pronounce new words, which I need a lot of help with, and you probably could too. Very nice. Thank you for that. And it's just a way to keep my brain sharp, learning new things. Rosetta Stone has so many languages, 25, and they have a Lifetime Membership available which is one of the best values I've ever seen. So I got my work cut out for me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Psychopedia listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash psychopedia. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash psychopedia today. Tank. Yes. How important is Cash, not only to me personally, but to our podcast? Oh, he's integral. Integral. He's the CEO of Psychopedia. I love him and I would do anything for him, but vet bills get very expensive. So fast. Especially when it's an emergency vet bill. So here's the good news. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, is here to share how they are a secret weapon against the unexpected. Oh, I've heard about insurance before. I've never had it. With Spot Plans, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. That could be a whole lot of cash back for unexpected vet bills, which can pile up fast. Question, is that cash with a K or? (laughs) Funny. Spot Pet Insurance Plans don't just offer coverage for unexpected accidents and illnesses. You can add their preventative care benefit to your plan, helping to ensure that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered. Which will save you money in the long run, probably. Yes. Go to spotpet.com today and get a quote instantly. Visit www.spotpet.com. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Psychopedia Podcast. I am your co-host, Tank Sinatra, here with my co-host... Investigator Slater. My co-host extraordinaire, who's bursting at the seams with this case. She literally just has to get it out. Oh my God, I do. Yeah, this is part two of a very involved, highly dynamic, because it's updating by the whatever. Minute. And it's local to us, so it hits home. Yeah, it's in our backyard. And we've, uh, you know, we've spent some time down there. I don't spend a ton of time down there. I don't usually typically go that far, but I am familiar with the area. And I used to, side note, take home, because we mentioned in the other episode that Ocean Parkway is like kind of desolate. Like it's just, it's you're going to the beach if you're going there. Not true. That's a lie. Really? Yeah, because I used to take that way home from Nassau Community College when the Northern State would just be absolutely jammed to the ass Mm. with traffic and there was no way, quick way of getting home. 
I would take the Meadowbrook all the way down to Ocean Parkway, go east, mm-hmm. and then come up Robert Moses Causeway and then whatever. Right. Um, and it took the same amount of time, but at least you were moving. And a beautiful drive. And it's a nice drive. Robert Moses Causeway is like my favorite place on Long Island. Yeah. That drive over the water, oof. Ocean Parkway is, uh, is I was like, if I'm going to be in a car for an hour, I, I want to see some sand, I right. guess, or something. But you still took Ocean Parkway just to get somewhere else. It's yeah. still desolate and remote and you didn't hang out there. Like, I, you, I thought you were just going to say, you know. Oh, I went way out of the way. Yeah, no, I understand, but uh, okay. Yeah. What is your point? Uh, my point is that- <laughs> You even know. I think you were just going to say that in the other episode, you said that there's like no reason to be on Ocean Parkway- but True. For the, and so when you started this story, I thought you were going to say, but I had this, I went to this awesome party there once. Like there was a reason to be there. There no. wasn't. You were just driving on it just in a different way. Yeah. And I wasn't fucking dropping bodies off over there. It's not, I'm not, it's not me. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Listen, this is also, we're talking about 1998. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. But you were 18. Yeah. So, Okay. Yeah, no, I was not into killing people. Still not. Not a hobby that I've picked up. Good. Thankfully. I've done a few. I was actually talking just, we're going to get to the case. Hold on a fucking second. <laughs> talking to Jessica about my midlife crisis the other day. Are you having one? I had one, and it's the funniest midlife crisis of anybody you've ever met. When? How old were you? Um, I was like 39, I All guess. Right, a little young, but yeah. Th- 40? Okay. Whatever. When is a midlife crisis supposed to happen? I don't know. Nowadays, midlife, 50? No, it's biological. It's not according to society. It's like you you hit 40 and you're like, fuck, I got to fix it. Biologically, because people used to die younger, but we live longer. So wouldn't biologically you have a midlife crisis? Listen, we don't evolve that fast. I tried on nine different hobbies and none of them (gasps) fit. I think I know one of your midlife crisis things. You wore a suit like all the fucking time. No. Yes, you did. We went to a comedy club in the city and you wore a, a, or a nice dress pants and a collar shirt. Remember? And you're like, nah, nobody thinks I'm funny when I wear nice pants and a collar shirt. I'm going back to my regular clothes. I do. I have zero recollection of that. Oh my God. It was hilarious. I was performing? No, you weren't performing. Like we went to a comedy club uh-huh. and you showed up as a guest wearing nice pants and a collar shirt, a button down shirt. I, was I like 25? Mm, I mean, I thought this was later. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, my midlife crisis was like trying to become a grandmaster of chess and then <laughs> getting really into cigars and then getting re- then buying a motorcycle mm, uh, just to classic. prove, just yeah. to like prove that I could drive one. Cause it like bothered me that I couldn't drive one. Yeah. Like if I ever get stuck somewhere in an apocalypse and a uh, motorcycle is the only mode of transportation, I'm fucked. I don't think so. I watched walking dead and Daryl gets places <laughs> on a motorcycle and I have to too. <laughs> so, all right, enough with the, enough with the bullshit. Patreon.com slash psychopediapod. We are going over there and we are, I mean, this episode is unhinged for the most part, but we're doing Psychopedia Unhinged. We're revisiting cases and just letting it all hang out. Letting, I mean, drinking tons of coffee mm-hmm. before and just no rules, no nope. parameters, no boundaries, no nothing. Just words coming out of my fucking face faster than my brain can process them. <laughs> And me not catching those thoughts with a net. I just let them go. Just letting them go. You're in a meditative state. You're not attaching. Yeah, you're just, you're trying to keep up. And I do. I let go during the unhinged episodes, which feels nice. It's good. Yeah. It's good. So we got to get back to part two of the dildo beach. (laughs) 
the dildo for. It's we it's listen episode one if you don't know what I'm talking about. All right, so let's get back because at, when we left off the last episode, there was about to be a giant break in the case, which was the catalyst for putting this all together in a fervent, feverish manner, which you've done. And we're almost done. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just hang on a little while longer. Walk us through the rest of what you have there. All right. So after years of speculation and efforts to match evidence spanning over a decade, matching victims, locations, body parts showing up in different towns on Long Island, there was a significant break in the case that occurred out of a very unlikely source. Mm -hmm. Just two days before the time of this recording, a suspect was named in the Gilgo Beach murders case. Yeah, how did that happen? I'm going to tell you. The real-life suspect, now in custody, is a 59-year-old New York architect named Rex Hewerman. You ready? Oh, I thought it was Hoyerman. I think it is Hoyerman, but... Sounds close to saying Huberman, and I don't want our buddy Andrew Huberman to get implicated okay. in this case. Hoyerman. So, so Rex Huberman, the Huberman Lab podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to how some solid-ass police work went down to bring the suspect to light. Unbelievable. First, the investigation into the Gilgo Beach murders was officially rekindled two years ago by Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison. As such, in February 2022, a task force dedicated to this case was created to include county police detectives, investigators from the sheriff's office, state police, and the FBI. Yeah, they got to figure this shit out. They're on it. Yeah. Six weeks later, on March 14th, 2022, the name Rex Hoyerman was first mentioned as a suspect in the Gilgo case, and a New York state investigator was able to identify him in a database. Wow. Then... This task force watched Hoyerman and his family like hawks and obtained DNA samples from household items that the family discarded in the trash. Because remember... Why are they going through our garbage? Because my <laughs> <laughs> heart Huckabees once again makes it into a case. Remember, though, the Fourth Amendment, which protects individuals from unreasonable searches and seizures by the government, yeah. does not protect the contents of people's trash if it is left by the curb, because that means that they've abandoned their expectation of privacy in the contents of the trash, eliminating the need for a warrant. So with all of this new sweet, sweet DNA garnered from the trash... Along with advancements in DNA processing technologies, significant progress was finally achieved in this case. Yeah. This included analyzing new DNA samples as well as previously obtained DNA samples from the beaches where the various remains were found. Okay. Here's what the Suffolk County Crime Lab recently discovered, like very recently, within the last year. Okay. Okay. First and foremost, within the last week... We're going to start with the coup de grace of evidence obtained by a surveillance team that paved the way for all the other DNA testing done on this case that ended up cracking it wide open and created substantial and incriminating connections between Rex Hoyerman and the Gilgo Beach killings. This pivotal evidence involved a mostly eaten pizza crust that Rex Hoyerman left in a pizza box, which he then threw away in a trash can on Fifth Avenue in New York City. Listen, Rex, you fucking loser. You don't eat your crust, you deserve to be caught. Best part of the pizza. Who doesn't eat crust? I don't know, my kids, but like, they don't know any better. They're not killing anybody yet. They're, you know what <laughs> yet, I mean? fuck you. <laughs> eat your crust, people. That's the lesson here. This pizza crust might as well have had an image of Jesus on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's in the shape of a cross. <laughs> because after it underwent analysis at the Suffolk County Crime Lab, it decisively linked Hoyerman by DNA to this epic case. You cannot fake DNA. No, sir. Then, a degraded male hair found back in 2010 on Megan Waterman's remains, which did not yield any results at the time due to insufficient technology, is in fact a match to Rex Hoyerman. Hoyerman. Just last month, in June 2023... Can I get a Hoyerman? The forensic lab compared mitochondrial DNA from the pizza crust with the hair that they obtained in 2010 and determined that the DNA profiles are the same. Wait, they compared hair with hair? No, they compared a degraded male hair found back in 2010 on Megan Waterman's remains with the DNA found on the pizza crust and determined that the DNA came from the same person. Gotcha. They went on to further assert that 99.96% of the North American population could be excluded as a match to the hair. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code Odyssey. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It's after bedtime, the kids are asleep, and the moms are out to play. We're Dina and Kristen, the duo behind the Instagram account, Big Little Feelings. I'm Dina, I'm a child therapist and mom of two who nerds out on all things neurobiology and psychology, and Kristen is a parent coach who wrangles three kids on a daily basis, here to give it to us like it is. We weren't meant to do this parenting thing alone. Consider After Bedtime your village. Follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. Additional hair believed to be from Rex Hoyerman's wife, Asa Ellerup, found on or near the remains of Megan Waterman and Amber Costello, which we now know belonged to his wife because of new DNA testing obtained from the 11 bottles that were taken from their trash outside of their home. The hair was believed to have been transferred from Rex's clothing because in total alignment with the original FBI profile that they made of the Gilgo Beach killer, evidence shows that Hewerman's wife and children were outside of the state at the times when the women were killed. Remember how I said that last episode, how the profile said, right? So the hairs are definitely from his wife, but Mm -hmm. she is definitely excluded as a suspect because she was out of state. This leads, obviously, investigators to believe that the hair was transferred from Rex Hoyerman. Sure. The investigation also turned up connections with burner cell phones and other phone data allegedly linked to the suspect. I mean, that's like you couldn't implicate my dog in a crime just because I have a hair on him when I... Right. But your dog definitely couldn't have done the murders, whereas the woman technically could have. My dog definitely could have done the murders. Not Tyler, (laughs) because he's weak as shit. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, the other one would probably just... They'd get pee instead of hair. So the district attorney, Ray Tierney has said that FBI analysts were able to compare the cell site data of the victim's cell phones and data from seven prepaid anonymous burner phones that Hoyerman allegedly used to communicate with each of his victims. On those cell phones were also selfies of Hoyerman that he would take to then post online while searching for escorts. What's up, y'all? Just about to do some killing here. Click. (laughs) 
Filter. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> the DA alleges that the killer got a new burner phone before each killing. But it couldn't have been before each killing because there are more than seven victims and yeah. there were seven burner phones obtained. So here's additional links slash evidence to Rex Hoyerman, okay, between him and the Gilgo Beach murders. Okay. A Chevy Avalanche registered to Rex Hoyerman matched the car described by a witness as having picked up Amber Costello prior to her disappearance. Mm. Investigators located a number of online accounts that were also linked to Hoyerman, which were held by him in fictitious names and used for illicit activities, according to a court filing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of running through the evidence here. Yeah. There were American Express records obtained via subpoena revealing recurring Google Pay payments made by Hoyerman to the dating app Tinder. Mm -hmm. As recently as May 19th, 2023, Hoyerman was observed by law enforcement at a cell phone store in Midtown Manhattan where they say he purchased additional minutes for a burner cell phone. Yeah. So like, why does one person need so many burner phones? Suspect, right? Speaking of suspect... Who the fuck is Rex Hoyerman? Yeah. Born in 1964 and raised in Massapequa Park, New York, Rex was the son of an aerospace engineer. He graduated high school where he was said to have been bullied, so not maybe a great adolescence. In 1981 is when he graduated, and he married his first wife in 1990 and had a daughter with her as well as a stepson. Rex is a registered architect who, in 1994 started and owned a New York City-based architecture and consulting firm called RH Consultants and Associates. Physically, Sexy Rexy is an imposing, tall, heavyset man who rocks a 1970s flopped haircut like no other. I'm sure you've seen pictures of him by now. Yes. What is that hair? I don't know. Yeah. Rex, along with his second wife and two children, have been living in the very house that he grew up in in Massapequa Park, which is located 15 miles away from Gilgo Beach. Now, remember... Is that far? Yeah. I thought it would be closer, but okay, no problem. 15 miles is not far. It's not far at all. No. So remember what I said in the other episode when I said to keep on ice the fact that the cell phone used to call... Melissa, the victim, Melissa's sister, Amanda, yeah. pinged to Massapequa Park. Yeah. This suspect is in Massapequa Park. Okay. All right. So we got like another connection here. According to a New York Times article, Rex was looked upon as being very odd in his neighborhood. He would scowl at neighbors while swinging an axe in his front yard <laughs> and had a low-slung, dilapidated house that parents would caution their children to avoid on Halloween. Oh, he lived in that house? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. And the irony... That is just going to make the urban legend so much worse. Totally. Totally. You're Don't right. Don't go near that house. That guy's the Gilgo, Gilgo dildo. And the irony, or maybe a red flag here, is that he was an architect, but his house was a shitbox. Yeah. It just further highlights this dichotomy between him having sort of possibly, because he's innocent at this point, because he hasn't yet been proven guilty. Yeah. This dichotomy that exists in serial killers in general, we'll yeah. say, presenting one way to the world, to the general public, but personally being somebody entirely different. Rex is said to have had a temper, which would sometimes get him in trouble. Pop quiz. Which incident caused Rex to publicly lose his temper? A, 
After being caught stealing clementines at a Whole Food grocery store, Rex had to be escorted out by the manager for freaking out on the employee who busted him. Okay. B, while attending a New York Yankees game, Rex punched a 19-year-old kid in the throat after he refused to get out of his seat. Mm-hmm. C, after being cut off by a Camaro on the Long Island Expressway, Rex followed the car off the exit, got out of his car to stoplight, and smashed the back window of the car. Jeez. All the above? Mm-hmm. Did he punch someone in the throat at a Yankees game? Nope. Oh. Um, freaked out over the Clementines? Yeah. <laughs> so Whole Foods had like a bowl of Clementines that they were giving out to kids. Uh-huh. And he started taking several at a time and putting them in his pocket. Yeah, sir, that's not what those are there for. And when an employee told him to stop, he went berserk. Wow. And he had to be escorted out. This just shows this explosive temper. Yeah. Right? Neighbors and coworkers have described Rex as adversarial, fastidious, arrogant, unapproachable, and cold. What does fastidious mean? Like fussy. Okay. In addition to having anger management issues surrounding produce and being an unfriendly neighbor. Anger management? Yeah. Oh, you said owner. Anger. The listeners will let us decide. We'll decide what you said. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm so tired. <laughs> In addition to having owner management problems. <laughs> In addition to having anger. Anger. Management issues surrounding produce. Good thing you don't have anger management issues. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> and being just a weird guy in the neighborhood. Rex also has a bit of a broken moral compass with respect to finances. Rex has been years late in paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes with records indicating that he's been subjected to six tax liens filed by the IRS in Nassau County between 2010 and 2021. Jeez. According to the liens, Rex owed a total of more than $425,000 in taxes that he failed to pay going as far back as 2005. Mm. He's also filed four separate lawsuits in New York courts against drivers who he alleges have hit him with their cars, causing him serious and permanent personal injuries. Three of the cases were settled or discontinued, but the most recent one is still ongoing, although me thinks not anymore. (laughs) According to certain sources, Rex shows signs that he might have obsessive compulsive disorder. He displays an intense obsession with rules and memorizing building codes related to the work he does as an architect in Manhattan. He's said to be extremely rigid, extremely stubborn, and unwilling or unable to bend. So I'm just trying to give you what I know in terms of a psychological breakdown. Yeah. All right. If indeed responsible for the killings of the Gilgo Four, which is all he's been arrested for, by the way. Oh, not the other? No, not the others. And actually not even all four of the victims, just three. Because of the DNA. Yes. Okay. Rex can be categorized as a sadistic psychopath, displaying no remorse for the torture inflicted upon his victims and their families, meaning if he's responsible, this would be the profile. Yeah. Additionally, some sources suggest that he exhibits narcissistic tendencies with a growing desire to dominate women. Narcissists often believe that they're above rules and seek to manipulate and control others. If guilty, Rex's ability to break the law for years and years without consequences aligns with this behavior profile. Yeah. Needless to say, law enforcement agents apprehended Rex 
while wearing plain clothes. It was really cool. Have you seen the videos? No. So it's a bunch of cops in plain clothes and they just- Swarm? They don't swarm. Yeah. They block him on the sidewalk of Manhattan as he's walking. And at first he kind of just stops, like move out of my way, which how many times do you have to do that when you're walking in the city? Yeah. He doesn't, whatever. And then all of a sudden you just see like- a couple more closing in on him. And this happened near his office in Manhattan on July 13th, 2023. (laughs) So he's walking down the street. He's walking down the street. Somebody gets in his way or one or two people get in his way. He goes, yo, move. And they're like, nah. Nah, not this time. Actually, turn around. (laughs) Yeah. You're under arrest. That's insane. Yeah. You can see video footage of this. Oh my God. That is nuts. Mm -hmm. And they were smart to have been wearing plain clothes because I'm sure if in fact he is involved in these murders, he avoids uniforms at all costs. And he's probably been waiting his entire life to be caught. Yeah. Well, pop quiz, because it kind of connects a little bit with that last comment. What did Rex have on him at the time of his arrest? A, a burner phone, which he used to <laughs> conduct online searches of the Gilgo murder investigation as well Whoa. as snuff porn. Oh my God, okay. B, a New York State Park Speech vehicle access permit. Mm. C, a membership card to a landscaping shop that sold in bulk burlap sacks. Or D, all of the above. All of the above? No. Fuck you. You fall for it every time. Well, all of them... I, I would like it to be all of them. I know, me too. A burner phone? Yeah, a burner phone. And he was like looking, searching yes. up the Gilco Beach murders. Yes, so listen to this. According to the court document that I read, a burner phone revealed online searches, okay, over the course of a 14-month period during which Hoyerman made more than 200 Google searches aimed at learning about the status of the Gilgo Beach murder investigation. And he typed in questions like, why hasn't the Long Island serial killer been caught <laughs> and unsolved serial killer cases? He also made a number of additional searches looking for photos of the victims and their family members. I mean, that's enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, oh, is it enough? Are you asking or are you just putting it out there as a conversation Listen, point? Because it's actually not enough. Due process notwithstanding, if you were watching a movie and you, there was a serial killer on the loose, and there was a person with 200 searches about the serial killing, you'd be like, this guy fucking definitely did it. Yeah, circumstantial though, not enough. Erroneous. <laughs> circumstantial. But please remember that circumstantial evidence is still evidence. Yes, but right? it's not enough. Correct. But in my mind... Totally. It, it's, it's In enough. the court of Tank Sinatra, it's enough. However, we've talked about this. If you're, what was I looking up the other day that I told you? I was like, I should not be looking this up. Best way to hide a body or something. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you don't want to see my search history. Yeah, like, you know, what's the best way to dissolve a body in 36 hours? Right. If you ever kill somebody, you're fucked. Yeah, totally. You're done. They'll be like, I think she's responsible for all the murders (laughs) ever. (laughs) I mean... So Dave and I have this conversation a lot and we are not murderers. Yeah. And I just want to put that out there. Dave's a hero. Dave's a fucking hero, man. Not a hero, man. He certainly is. So we talk about all the time, like how easy it would be to get away with murder. Uh Like I really think that it's not that hard. 
If you've seen enough CSI episodes and you've done enough podcasts, you can do it. Well, you got to have that murderous streak in you, well, which is the of magic. Course. I just mean in terms of evidence and like literally getting away with it, like figuring out how to hide what you need to hide, figuring yeah. out how to execute the execution. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I would, I'd be pretty good at it. Let's not say that again. But I have the small thing in me that, you know, I have zero desire. Yeah. To ever kill or be violent. Yeah. Dude, I don't even fucking fish because I don't want to hurt the innocent creatures of the sea. You don't have to worry about me. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Additionally, online searches from the phone also allegedly included torture porn and depiction of women being abused, raped, and killed. Weird. Not great. Yeah. But let's walk the line for a moment to see how it feels when we examine the exculpatory evidence that may point to his innocence. Exculpatory. Yeah. You like that word? I do. It's for fucking, I have no idea what it means, but. So exculpatory evidence is evidence favorable to the defendant in a criminal trial that exonerates or tends to exonerate them of guilt. So it's evidence in their favor. Okay. All right. So we're going to walk that line. We're going to play devil's advocate and we're going to see how it feels to look at the evidence through a lens of he's innocent. Okay. First, while it's possible that he enlisted the sexual services of the Gilgo Beach victims, it does not mean that he killed them. Mm -hmm. So he could have these burner phones. He could have sent selfies. He could have payments linking to fucking American Express bills that support that he hired them around, whatever. It doesn't mean that he killed them. Do people use Tinder for, for sex work? Maybe. Maybe that's what he's doing nowadays. Wow, that's well, No more Craigslist, yeah. Okay, sorry. No, that's okay. Second, someone else from Massapequa Park could travel to New York City as often as he did and have burner phones because when they were using the, like pinging the burner phones, they were like, oh, it's going from Massapequa Park where he lived to Manhattan. And those were where the pings were coming from with respect to yeah. the victim's phones. Yeah. There could be other people that made that same trek. Well, even when you said 99.96% of the population, I was like, that's still a lot of people. Yeah, it is. 0.04% of the population is a lot of people. Right. You'd make a good defense attorney. 
But I guess geographically, you know, considering geography and other factors, it gets smaller than that. What's 320 million times 0.04? Still 12 million, 12.8 million people. Correct. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Okay. Third, there were no witnesses to any of the murders. There's one witness claiming to have seen a truck picking up Amber on the night of her disappearance. This was her roommate. Yeah. That looked similar to the one that was used by Rex, that Chevy Avalanche. Yep. But that doesn't mean it was the same truck. Yeah. Fourth, the Gilgo Four worked in a very high-risk profession where they could have encountered any number of other violent predatory clients. Also, I'm sure you're realizing... Yeah. that I'm only referring to the Gilgo Four in this case rather than all of the victims because Rex Hoyerman has only been connected and not even, as I said, to all four of the Gilgo Four. But he is, at this point, not connected to the other remains that were found. Okay. I just want to make that clear in case anybody's been questioning. Yeah. So that's really all I got in terms of giving you the other side of things. Oh, so it's not, so it's not, not a lot. It's not a lot, but... He's not exculpated. He's not exculpated, no. <laughs> is that the word? No, I don't think so. He's implicated. He's implicated. He's not implicated. No, he is implicated. He's not proven guilty. Y- yeah, but there's But not he's a, implicated, yeah. There's not a ton of exculpatory evidence to exonerate him from his X, 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 X. Wow. X words. Wow. Yeah. After authorities led a comprehensive investigation of Rex Hoyerman, and remember there was that task force dedicated just to this case, yeah, they had over 300 subpoenas, search warrants, and other legal processes to obtain evidence. And as such, Hoyerman has been charged with three counts of murder in the first degree and three in the second degree over the deaths of Megan Waterman, Melissa Bartholomew, and Amber Costello. He's also the prime suspect in the 2007 disappearance and death of Maureen Brainard Barnes, according to the bail application from prosecutors that I read. So I'm sure, I'm sure that they will implicate him yeah. there as well. Now, at the time of his arrest, Rex Hoyerman was allegedly in tears, according to the court-appointed attorney, Michael Brown. Poor guy. And Michael Brown said that Hoyerman told him, quote, I did not do this during their conversation after his arrest. Hoyerman has been remanded without bail and entered a not guilty plea through his attorney. His next court date is scheduled for August 1st. So I vow to keep everybody up to date with that. Exculpate is a word, by the way. Nicely done, Tank. You know what the opposite of it is? Incopate. (laughs) Incopate. (laughs) Not implicate. Inculpate. That's stupid. I don't like that at all. Oh, it was inculpate? Inculpate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, being facetious. Yeah. You're being fastidious. (laughs) Which means? Fussy. Good, man. Your short-term memory is stellar. Yes. For over decades, the search for the Long Island serial killer yielded no significant breakthroughs, leaving the cases of the Gilgo Four plus the other six victims unresolved. Yeah. While a seemingly promising arrest has indeed been made, the investigation must persist until someone likely Rex Hoyerman, is unequivocally brought to justice, providing the families of the victims the long-awaited closure that they deserve. Yeah. So the remaining questions here really are, how many killers are we talking about? Are there two separate killers? Is there one responsible for the Gilgo Four and a separate one responsible for the other victims? 
Or six responsible right. for the six other ones. Exactly. Or somebody responsible or, for the hand and somebody responsible for the torso. Exactly. I was joking about that. No, right? but well, even... no, not the same body yeah. belonging to the various parts. No. Was Shannon Gilbert part of any of these murders in terms of, you know, having the same murderer? Was Dr. Hackett responsible? She fit the profile. She fit the physical description of the Gilgo Four in a sense that she was petite. She was a sex worker. Hackett was a female or a No, no, no. Male. So there are a lot of open questions still with this case, obviously. But the fact that they have apprehended a suspect and he's looking pretty good is huge. So as I said at the top of the first part of this two-parter, Literally every minute, new information is coming out. So even maybe by the time our listeners are hearing this case, a lot of what I said may have changed or there may be advancements or updates. Yeah. So to the extent possible, I will keep everybody updated with the various changes. Today's July 16th, by the way, just for reference, for the record. So, you know, if you're listening to this past that date and things are different from what I'm telling you, you know, that's not Go unlikely easy. to happen. Go Don't easy on Come her. at me. This is where we are here and now. You can only read so many documents. <laughs> she doesn't have a time machine. <laughs> so if she did, I'm sure you would use it. Obviously. To get the most diligent research possible. Obviously, 100%. Wow. So this is the case of the Long Island serial killer slash the Gilgo Beach murders. So the Gilgo Four are the the four women who were found in burlap sacks, all killed pretty much the same way, wrapped up the same way, dropped within 500 feet of each other. Yes. So, I mean, it's not inconceivable that other people killed somebody and dropped them over there. Not at all inconceivable. Especially, I mean, bringing Manorville into it is... Really interesting because Manorville, for those of you who don't are not familiar with Long Island geography, let me put it this way. Nobody in Massapequa Park would ever commit to doing anything in Manorville. <laughs> if there's a wedding, they'll see you at the next one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. I'm, they're not going there. Right. It is so far. It's not far like from New York to fucking Arizona far, but it is quite a drive. Right. Especially, I mean, listen, unless you're like, hey, I got to get rid of this hand I mean, over here. If you want to throw off the scent. Yeah. You do it. It's a good amount of Maybe. distance to throw off the scent. Right. For sure. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think that there are two separate killers here just based on this case and what I presented and what you know? Based on what little I know about forensics and stuff. Because like, I don't know. You actually word. know a lot about a lot, which I tell you all the time. But oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's true. Um, do I think there are two killers? Do I want there to be two killers? No, I want Rex Hoyerman to be uh, the person that goes down for all of these. Not because I hate him; I don't know him, but it just would make it a nicer package to. Well, he's behind bars right now, so it's nice to think that the person has been caught. Exactly. If I was on a jury and all this evidence was presented and no other evidence. I would not feel comfortable convicting him of the other. Yeah, there's reasonable doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But listen, whoever in my mind, whoever killed any one of the four that were found wrapped in burlap sacks and killed the same way is responsible for all four. Mm-hmm. But the other ones, I don't know. There's That's the boat I'm in. Yeah, it is likely that there are more than one. There's more than one person on Long Island that kills sex workers mm-hmm. and disposes of their bodies. Right. Horrifically in an un, 
you know, an untrafficked area. Right. Ocean Parkway is easy to get to by car. It's not like out of the way. It's not like you have to, you know, that you got to drag these pieces of people, you know, miles into the woods. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck them both if there's two of them. Yep. Or fuck them all if there's seven, Many of them. seven of them. Yeah, exactly. There could be more than two. That's correct. It doesn't, like, I think I gave you the option. I'm like, is it one killer or two? It could be more. Yeah. It could be a lot more. Yeah. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. But I do feel good that Rex Hoyerman is behind bars and will most likely be convicted of this because I don't know if, if being from Long Island, it's not like I lived in fear Mm -hmm. of the Gilgo Beach killer because, you know. You don't live in fear of much. I don't live in fear of much. I used to be fearful of everything. But I just, if it's not a direct threat to me right now, physically, I try not to worry about it. Mm, that's um, healthy. That's a healthy way to be. I was not like that for a long time. I used to live in fear of everything. I was actually just explaining to my son today, the acronym for fear that I like the most out of all of them is uh, false evidence appearing real. I like that. It's good. Because he was convinced we were going to die in a flood. I was driving. Aww. Yeah, he was like, ah, don't go down there. Oh, that's the other thing I did. Lovely yeah. little psychos out there. Yeah. I drove through a fucking tornado, basically, to get here to record this today. Did you see any tornado-like things going on? Um, my phone was, was screaming at me to pull over. Yeah, okay, wow. <laughs> and I was so like, you- nope, got to record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, it, this, this afternoon or this morning slash afternoon in Long Island, the weather was horrific. I mean, there was flood warnings, tornado warnings, but uh, you can't stop us. No way, man. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop us from doing this on a Sunday. We got to get this case out. And- I don't know how to do a round of applause sound, but uh, if, ASMR style. if you're listening right now, applaud Investigator Slater for putting this all together in a minute. I applaud you for rallying me to our little psychos on the socials because seeing how excited you were about this tank and how excited our listeners were to hear it, I was like, I can do this. I can do this, guys. I got yeah. it. I got it. Yeah, you are so, the wind beneath our wings. Exactly right. It's a listeners. group effort. Yeah. All right, so I guess that's pretty much it for now. For now. We're going to keep everybody updated. It's minute to minute here on this case. It really is. So we're going to, I guess, put a pin in this for now until we get some more information. And I just want to 
at the end of this episode, just talk about a couple of the patrons who have signed up. Kelsey Hatton, Bradley Anderson, Rebecca Gapper, Klebinator, fucking semen demon to the max. Jal, Charlene Morgan, Dustin E., Brandy Burgum, Kelsey Vint, Nikki Penwell, and Joseph Bunch. Y'all are a bunch of semen demons. Yeah, Y'all are a Joseph Bunch of semen demons. And on the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash psychopediapod, there is going to be an episode very, 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 very soon, which is of myself and Investigator Slater revisiting the Feed Me, Fuck Me, Kill Me case, but from a much more laxed point of view where we just... Get nuts. I mean, I explained to her. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be so annoying during these Psychopedia Unhinged episodes, but I feel at my most self. You weren't annoying. How about the review? You were a lot. How about the review that said my voice was annoying? Oh, fuck that. I didn't even bother to talk about that review with you. It's nonsense. It wouldn't have meant so much to me if right below that there wasn't a review that said, Investigator Slater's voice is magic. (laughs) And then the next review, Tank Sinatra's voice is off-putting and gave me a stomach ache. I'm in the (laughs) hospital right now. (laughs) I don't understand. Like, it's a basic lesson taught to, like, five-year-olds. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Yeah, well, that person, no offense, but maybe offense, is an idiot because they gave us two stars. Like, you're, what the fuck? Give us one star. No. Commit to it. No. Commit to the bashing of us. We do want to thank everybody who does the absolute opposite, which is to make us feel oh yeah invigorated and proud of ourselves and this work that we love to do and that we love to do with you. You guys are very much in this with us. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who leaves reviews and comments and DMs us and leaves messages on Psychopedia. It, and the comments and the, the comments, emails. It's, it's all appreciated. It is truly every single word is read and discussed between Tank and I, except for that bad one because it didn't even warrant breath. A conversation. Yeah. I didn't bring it up because then you would have had to hear my annoying voice. It's not annoying. Just kidding. My voice is the it's best. It's not. It is. It's the best. It's unique. It is. Which I... Used to hate. I mean, I've told this story on the podcast before where the little girl asked me why I sounded like a munchkin. Uh, I was like, yo, (laughs) you're seven. Shut the fuck up. You are a munchkin. Yeah, you are a munchkin. I will fucking bring you to Oz, bitch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I also remember calling a friend of mine to whatever. I was 14, 15 years old. My voice had just changed. And I was like, hi, is, uh, you know, whatever, who, so-and-so there. Hold on, George. And I was like, how'd you know it was me? And they were like, uh... It didn't change that much? No, no, my voice changed from like a boy to a man. Yeah, yeah. So my voice had like become what it is right now. And this person was like, or maybe I called them and they picked up the phone. They were like, what's up, George? I was like, how'd you know it was me? And they were like, are you serious? (laughs) Sound like a munchkin, bro. Fucking who else is calling me from Oz right now? Shut up. I'm just kidding. I love myself. Thank God. Um, So... That was for all y'all. Yeah. That collective sigh. I'm going to go hang out with my kids who I've been largely ignoring to we, work on this case. We know a lot about this case now. Yeah, we know a good. lot. I hope so. I hope I did it justice. Listen, those victims deserve a yeah. thorough deep dive into what happened to them. It's still obviously unsolved, but we're a little bit closer to some of them. Maybe all of them. Maybe none of them. I don't know. You did the exact opposite of someone going, what's up with those Gilgo for? I don't know. Some bitches got killed by something. No, like, no, that's, no, no. Like you said- they, you know, deserve. They do. Their families, them, 
the people who work in that industry, I get it. It's like, okay, moral judgment and whatever, but like these fucking people are making a decision trying to support themselves. And whatever you think of it from your standpoint of your morals or whatever, nobody, period, deserves to be killed because of a, a decision they've Amen. made to try and put food on the table that's for themselves. Exactly right. And that's like saying a girl who's wearing like a yeah. crop top deserves to be sexually assaulted. She was asking for it. It's the same mentality. No, she was not exactly. asking for it. Exactly. It's, it's stop, people. Stop. Yeah. yeah, stop with the... No the, one deserves that. No, no one deserves that for sure. So listen, we're going to wrap things up here. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone. This is a bonus episode, so you're welcome. A two-parter, no less. Two-part bonus fucking bonanza (laughs) of true crime and details. Thanks to Investigator Slater. So thank you. Thanks for keeping me going, everyone. Thank you, Investigator Slater. Truly my pleasure. We'll see you guys next episode. Bye, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.